Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin, and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to throw. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. My name's Charles. Thanks very much for joining me. And with me uh, today is a rather tired, maybe a little bit emotional as well. It's Mr. Danny Brothers. How are you, Danny? Are you okay? I think so. I think I've just. I think I'm still alive, still awake, somehow. Still awake, yeah. Yeah, survived. You should the, explain. Uh, yeah, I should, you yeah, should yeah. explain, good, really. Um, uh, you were um, up all night, weren't you? I Not was. with your wife. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was, child, and it was um, just long, laborious, boring stuff, wasn't it, where nothing really happened, and uh, it finished nil-nil. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Been yes, waiting for, for was, that uh, all day. Um, and then, yeah, I stayed up for some of the election stuff as well. <laughs> which was exactly the same. It's still not finished. Yeah, I quite liked um, Jake's tweet, Jake from BBC Radio Northampton, um, who put out there, Donald Trump said something overnight, didn't he? Basically declared he'd won, even though there was definitely no way that he could have. There was no basis of that or truth to it whatsoever. It was, was and Jake's literal tweet said, it's like Keith Curl declaring a win at halftime when we're 2-0 up. Exactly. I loved it. Fab tweet. So, Fab sort of tweet. thing you'd do as well. Absolutely. Let's just try it next time. Absolutely. 
<laughs> and, do you know what? If every Cobblers fan just stopped watching at half time, most games would end and we, we'd be top of the league in yeah, our yeah, own minds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah you, you've mentioned it. It was a very, very, very dull game, wasn't it, against MK on Tuesday night? But there was one, one little bit of not magic necessarily, but a moment of specialness, shall we say? When, oh, there was a substitution. Who knew a substitution could be the best moment in a football oh, match? Just the joy on Tim Oglethorpe's voice said it all, didn't it, when he, when he was warming up? <laughs> Firstly, because he didn't come out to warm up at half-time, and so you think, he's either coming on or he's just not going to bother. Um, mm. It was pretty tight, so you think, is, it, is he going to risk it in such a tight game? But but then, yeah, there you go. Uh, he had to come on with Nicky Adams as well, didn't he? Throw, throw Nicky on first, and then a couple of seconds later, have his, have his moment, and you just know if, if if we were there in the in the ground, it would have absolutely erupted, and, oh, and it, it would have been an amazing occasion, almost, wouldn't uh, it? Almost set up a goal straight away as well. <laughs> I, 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 it's that thing; he's not played. Uh, Ricky Holmes, of course, is who we're talking about. I mean, you all know that already, but just in case, um, yeah, I, I, you wouldn't know he'd not played for two years, would you? No, he's still got that touch, and he's that. It's probably a little bit off the pace and stuff, but as soon as he gets the ball, he's he can create something that none of our other players can do. He just pinpoint crosses, just puts three balls in, and he's just still got that touch of class, hasn't he? So there was one moment where he jumped up for a header, yeah. and when we were, so he was defending, so he was in our third of the pitch, and he jumped up for a header, and he kind of got a little bit of a dig from whoever his opposite man was, and. I literally just held my breath yeah, yeah. as he landed because I thought, please don't. <laughs> After what we said on the bottom, <laughs> yes, I was just like that going, don't get injured now. It's been two years. And <laughs> it, was a, it was one of those moments where you just thought, oh my. But you are right. Like he came on and it's going too far to say that he changed the game, but he certainly gave us a spark that we didn't have prior to him arriving on the scene. Yeah, he's just got that, like I said, that, that touch of class that just will create something. And you can tell he's, he's just on another level in terms of his technical ability. And he just needs to catch up fitness-wise, obviously, still. But hopefully that will come in the next few weeks and we can see a, see the very best of him, which we know is pretty special. Yeah. A, a quick word on, on MK? No. Good. There go. Right. Uh, there we go, then. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> Our next game is in the FA Cup, no less. Yes, it's that time of year already. Uh, and we've been drawn away to what is presumably the best team in Oxfordshire. It is, of course, Oxford City. And with us today to help preview that game and tell us all about the hoops is Joshua Stewart. Hi, Josh. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I can't wait to get into it. No, absolutely. It's it's great to have you here. So um, we should basically just, just get started. Just just tell us how big Oxford City are. And as long as you basically say that they're bigger than Oxford United, everything will be okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to say that, you know. Uh, there's definitely a lot more of a community club. There's, I think, over 60 different clubs all over all the ground. They've got huge amounts of people coming in every year. And it's just a really nice place to be. And it's definitely one of the most, for, for my book, perspective it's been one of the best places i've been and one of the best atmospheres to work in oh brilliant so i we should clarify actually you work for oxford city football club don't you oh yeah i'm a journalist there so yeah 
Lovely. Who knew that we'd actually get a journalist on the podcast, eh? Um, so you said there, Josh, that there's 60 teams that play in the in the infrastructure, is it, where Oxford City play, is that right? Oh, uh, yeah. You've got all the different age groups. You've got women's teams, you've got men's teams, you've got futsal, you've got um, walking football. There's so many different ones. It's co- something's constantly happening at the ground. It's amazing. Danny, I don't know about you. I'm a little bit worried that they've got a huge squad. Yeah, <laughs> <of> that point. <laughs> have you got four sides to the ground as well? Because that's one up on United already, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, we have, and we yeah, actually good. own it. We own it. So amazing. <laughs> is there like is there a rivalry as well between City and United? Or is it is it more like um, just like friendly rivals in the city? Or? But no, there's definitely a rivalry. There's definitely right. Who you know, they both want to be the best team in the um, in the city. But because there's you know there's a three leagues between them at the moment, mm-hmm. that rivalry is kind of gone down on the back for a little bit but as soon as they get close again it's right there it's ready to get that spark and just get propelled into action again yeah might not be long now no no (laughs) might not (laughs) looking at that league table uh, we can but hope can't we um i mean basically we've got you here because we've drawn you in the uh, in the fa cup and usually we would actually be a little bit um you know thinking banana skin here potential for a banana skin last year though we also had a a non-league club didn't we Danny uh in the first round away from home and we had a fabulous day out there didn't we down at Chippers yeah well Jeffy did didn't you just um I didn't go down there but I was good that didn't in the end because it was sounded it seemed like a good fun day obviously because we won it makes it a bit more fun but um probably anticipating a little bit more of a test this time, and uh, obviously the the people at BT agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it, isn't it? I mean, how much of a difference is that going to make to Oxford this season, Josh, being on the TV? Will it make a difference? Have you had fans in? Uh, no, unfortunately, we're at the lowest level where fans are still not allowed in. So we're behind closed doors, which is, you know, not great for anyone. Um but being on TV is going to be huge for the club, not only, especially in COVID terms, bringing in some money and extra finance, but just even for the players, you know, as a Van Rama National League South team, this opportunity doesn't come around a lot. So to be put on, on BT Sport against the team in League One is a fantastic opportunity for the club and the players to show what they're all about. Absolutely. So obviously we, we can't ignore the elephant in the room that is basically 2020. Um, no fans at all. Um how much is that? I mean, we, we kind of look at it and we're worried about our football club and we're a professional English football league club. Um, how 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 bad has it affected Oxford City? Um, I mean, Oxford City are no different to any other team. But, you know, they obviously felt repercussions from COVID, but they have a fantastic owner, they have a fantastic uh, board who have managed to uh, invest really wisely and make sure that their, the future of the club is secure. So all the you know all these FA Cup games are just helping make sure that there is a club for the foreseeable future and at this current moment in time we're dead on that target we're doing really well in that moment and that has to go down to the uh, board and the director for that. Fabulous. And um, how many games in the FA Cup have you played so far this season? Um, we played in the second, third, and fourth round of qualifying. So this will be our fourth game against Northampton. Right. Okay. So, uh, has, has any of that actually helped with the coffers? Is there prize money that is worth it at that sort of level of the competition? 
Um, I mean, at this point, any money is helpful. Um, even if it is just, you know, a couple of weeks wages, anything will be grateful. But I think the last game we beat Weymouth, uh, we earned about 20k, I think, around for that in total. Wow. So, you know, it's not a lot, but for a club of our size in this scenario, it, anything is good. Hey, look, you put 20k in my bank account, I'd be happy. So, you know, absolutely no problem at all. Um, I want to talk to you about the actual pedigree that Oxford City have in the FA Cup. Josh, j- just to sort of see if there's any recent upsets that might worry us. Um, when was the last time that you made the first round? Do you know? Uh, the last time was last year, last year, and then the year before that, and then the year before that. Right. Okay. That's fine. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, lovely. I told you I should have done some research, Danny. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you beat um, Colchester a couple of years ago, didn't you? As well. Yeah. What one nil? Uh, yeah. And were they in League One at that point? Or were they in League? Uh, two? I, think I think they were in League Two at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But still, that's that's a very good win. Colchester are quite a big club, even if they are only in League Two. Yeah. Uh, I say that now, sitting pretty in League One. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you had an interesting fact about that game, didn't you, Danny? I mean, it was well, one that's that not were... really that. Uh, the more I read about, it, the more I don't think it's that interesting. <laughs> but, um, the ref in that match, we, lo- was, we love a fact. Like basically, this, the ref in that the ref in that match was a certain Mister Alan Young, who we absolutely hated when he refed us a couple of weeks ago. I just I just picked that up on the when I was looking into that match. Um, it's not thankfully the ref this week, so so uh, that, that's a good thing. Good, good stuff. Um, so, Josh, you're currently, Oxford City are currently their eighth, eighth in the National League South. So, how's the start of the season been? Is that uh, a good start? Is it better than expected? What are you thinking? Um, I think over the summer, the club really had a clean slate. They, they, they obviously struggled last season. Um, and I think it was just about, right, getting a new manager, new squad. Let's try and reset ourselves and push on. And from seven games including cup games so far this season. They've won five, drawn one and lost one, which for any team, that's a great start to the season. So they're definitely, they've started on fire. Where they're scoring goals freely and there's a, there's a lot of confidence in the camp. So, you know, it's up to them to keep the, the consistency up, but there's no reason why they can't. And so it should be, and hopefully will be a good season for Oxford City. Fantastic. What's the expectations for the season? If it was if it was a completely normal season, fans were in, it was definitely going to last until May. What would have been the, you know, the, would there have been lots of optimism around the Oxford City fan base? Oh, yeah. I mean, every fan base wants their team to be uh, pushing for promotion every year. But I think in the Van Arama National League South, there's such a small gap in quality from the bottom team to the top and so anyone really out of 12 could possibly have a shot for promotion so no one's really out of it until about you get to Christmas when obviously the table starts to take shape but it is really in their own hands and there definitely would have been a lot of optimism around the club. There's one thing that I always do every single year and around this time so November is also the time when football manager comes out as well and I love playing a little bit of start right as you know bottom division as lowest as I can and then working my way up and I always if the cobblers draw uh, a non-league side I always like to start off as that team so I'm quite looking forward to giving Oxford City a go when the new game comes out in a few weeks time that'll be that'll hopefully be entertaining And, and by the sounds of it it looks like it's going to be an, a fairly open league 
the National League South at the moment then? If anyone from basically the top half could go up, that sounds like it's a, a set of cracking fixtures every single week. Yeah, um, you have Hungerford, who are favourites to finish bottom. They won their first three on the trot, and that shocked everyone. And then Oxford, uh, in their first game, they beat Bath, who are one of the title favourites. Suddenly, there's, there's no more... Oh, you know, it's not like in the Premier League, where Liverpool is expected to beat you know, Sheffield and Fulham. There, there's none about anyone can win on any day. It is r- wide open, and anyone can take it for their own. It's making me want to... Uh support a non-league side Danny I don't know about you it sounds really exciting and fun <laughs> it does but I don't wish it on us anytime soon um but no um, no oh yeah it's... no I wasn't <laughs> suggesting that we get relegated as far believe me <laughs> yeah, no. um no it does sound fun down there I mean, you you do get sometimes I know a talkie fan who she's um and obviously they went down a couple of years ago and she's saying that she's loving it in the conference in the non-league I think they went down to the conference south um, a couple of years ago and they come back up again and it is kind of going back to the whole grassroots thing and I've, I've been to um, a couple of games in that at that level and it's just it is fun to watch um, you've got it's admittedly um, but um, you just <laughs> I'm really worried about the game now because it just feels like <laughs> it feels like yeah Oxford Oxford City are really full of confidence at the moment on a, on a decent run I know you lost at the weekend didn't you but um, it, it just feels like there's some sort of momentum coming up there and uh, it's it's one of them where we're not completely off, got off the mark yet, and really got going. So I'm concerned, Charles. <laughs> Just, uh... I'm concerned that you've never told me that you know Helen Chamberlain. That's, no, it's that's not that she's not the only talkie fan. <laughs> oh right, oh okay. I, I was certain that that was the only talkie fan that you could be talking about. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go back to Oxford City, Josh. Um, tell us a little bit about your manager, David Oldfield. We know that he was with Brackley for a time, and he also had a brief stint as Peterborough caretaker manager as well. Oh uh, yeah, so. Uh... He obviously has had experience at high levels before and a lot of the players I've talked to uh, so far this season have said that has helped them make their decision to join Oxford because they want to be in that environment where they know that where they're being, you know, managed by someone who knows what the top levels uh need and dictate. So he's obviously got back uh, quality and I think as you can see if you, you ever come to a game and see us, uh you can see there's a definite style to a play. You know, English football is known for the old uh, 4-4-2 hoof it forward to the huge six-foot-nine strikers to head it in. But there's, there's none of that with uh, David Oldfield. He clearly finds his style and uh, tries to implement it. So he's, def- he's definitely got quality behind him. He's very um, emotional, he's very passionate with the fans. And, you know, when, they, when they're going to come back in, they're going to be right behind him straight from the word go. This is his, um, did he join you in the summer? Is that right? Uh, he joined the end of last year. End of last year. Uh, as interim, but then got made official uh, manager uh, just before COVID struck. So technically, he had something about a 258-day unbeaten streak. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So what's his um, style of play? Um, well, see, I don't want to give it too much away because I think... Uh, Mon- Come on, Monday tell us your tactics. Come on. <laughs> I want, I want to know exactly he's how playing, we're going to beat. Yeah, he's playing centre back. Come on, uh, but no, it's a very, it's a very entertaining style. I don't think I've ever been bored watching a game, whether they draw or win or lose. I've never been bored. They, they always leave, they leave, they leave nothing in the dressing room. They leave everything on the pitch, and they will, they constantly run. But it's a very much uh, Bielsa Klopp style running pressing thing. Mm. So 
if you if you're if you don't figure out how to uh, go against it, it is very hard to play against, as people know up and down the leagues playing against that that kind of style. You should have come to Sixers on Tuesday night. <laughs> you would have been bored then, believe me. <laughs> well, I used to be. I, I used to be an MK Don's fan. Oh, oh get him on, off! Get That's oh. it. You had a good oh. run. <laughs> we, we did. He lasted nineteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, hang on a minute. We've got to give him something. Here. Used to be. Used to be. Yes, when I was when I was a child, uh, I used to be an ah, MK Don's yeah. fan. So okay, you see the light. Okay. Yes, uh, Oxford City now. Is, is that because you've moved or um, is it just because you, you grew up and realised what danger lay ahead? <laughs> um, I think it was more the fact that uh, Milton Keynes was a bit further away and so it took a bit more hassle to try and actually get there. And, you know, trying to f- navigate the roundabouts itself was quite a problem. So, um, <laughs> oh, oh, the cows. Yeah, it was just a, it was just a lot easier to uh, stay in Oxford So and Oxford City. You know, there's nothing like the non-league of England, you know, there's only one place where you can have a pint watching a game of football in the stands and that's in non-league. So I think we had to give it a go. What was it then that, uh, we will go back to the actual players and everything in a, in a moment, but because you brought it up, it's your fault, Josh. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, why then did you choose Oxford City and not United? Um, well, when I was still an MK fan, a lot of the people I was growing up around were Oxford United fans and they annoyed the hell out of me. So <laughs> I refused to support Oxford United. So uh, City was Oxford City was obviously there. It was closer. And there's just something about they were always the underdogs and everyone loves an underdog. So you, ha- I, I thought, you know what? Why not? Two minutes later, you've redeemed yourself, yeah. Josh. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, so um, we we need to know. Uh, don't give the game away. Don't don't no. tell us exactly who. But who should we, as fans watching on BT on Monday night, who should we be looking out for and and, and sort of looking and going? Oh, he's he's a bit of all right. He's got something about him. Which players are your key men? Um, I think the team this year is in a very unique position in which they have they don't have. A problem of oh, there's only one player that kind of does something. The, the entire mm. team so far the season has been excellent to a man. But the, our keeper Benderzinski, who signed in the summer, has made some incredible saves. Even you know, really late in the game when his concentration might have been lacking. Our strikers have been uh, Harvey Bradbury and James Roberts. They've been on form. Uh, James Roberts literally just won Player of the Month for a couple of hours ago after scoring six goals in six games. But then you have. Uh, our midfield are scoring as well. Lewis Coyle, Josh Ashby. The defence has been uh, really hard to break down and the wing-backs are going up and down. So there's no one really to say, right, that's the player who's going to beat you. It's a real it's a real team effort. And I think that's, it can only bode well for Oxford because there's no one, there's no pressure on anyone. They're all there together and that can only uh, warrant good things. Yeah. Um, you mentioned James Roberts there. He's actually the man that Danny has picked out um, from your squad. Um, we've got a little sheet here that Danny's prepared. He does all the preparation. <laughs> I don't know what you're calling me then for me. But Danny's got here that he scored 27 goals last season for Spennymoor. Um, and this is actually his third stint at Oxford City. And he's also played for United as well. Uh, yeah, he was through United's Academy. Came to Oxford City twice before on loan. Um, right. Did, well, I don't think that was the most successful loan spell, so it definitely weren't bad either. But then he's obviously he's coming on permanently in the summer, and he's he actually at Spennymore he was on the right wing, 
where, where he scored 27 mm. from. And now he's moved much more into a central striker role and he's scored six and six. So if this carries on, I think, well, he'll be in the 40s by the end of the season. So, you know, he's definitely got a quality behind him. I mean, it's only non-league where you could get somebody playing on the right wing who would score 27 <laughs> goals in the season, isn't it, Danny? I mean, you imagine Sam Hoskins doing that. Oh, he'd do that. Easy. <laughs> putting down the conference south. <laughs> All right. Okay. Good. I'm, just, I'm glad you clarified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, stick, stick him in the conference south team and do that. It'll be, it'll be no problem doing that. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe maybe um so what are your thoughts then josh about this game i mean you said earlier that it's it's really great that the game's going to be televised on on bt you're going to therefore as a club earn some more money um than expected had it not been chosen for tv coverage um what about the game itself though how is there anything in particular you're looking forward to any worries that you might have that we can put your mind at ease about like i don't know our defense or something like that um i think obviously uh for the team it's a great to show their uh, quality and if they can you know rise to the challenge uh i was just on an interview uh, with goalie uh, bendersinski yesterday and he said everyone in the squad is really excited for it but he made very clear that they're not just going to turn up and see, oh, look, there's the lights, there's the camera, and then lose 5 0 and the FA Cup. They're going there in, in a, they're going to go there and going to leave everything out on the pitch, which I think is a really important thing when you're in the Banner National League South and then your opponents are in League One. They're definitely not taking it for granted. They're going to make sure that, you know, no one can fault them. So I think for a neutral, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be lots of exci- uh, exciting mo- moments. And whilst Ox. Oxford are obviously the underdogs. I don't think anyone can clearly can clearly say Oxford are going to win that. But there's always the potential for an upset. And as Oxford have proven in previous years, they do have they have a history of causing upsets. Uh, they they narrowly lost to Notts County in the 95th minute a couple of years ago. They drew with Tranmere three three at, um, at Tranmere's place. So there's no reason why they can't pull something out of the bag. But it will it will take everyone to pull uh, pull a shift in. It sounds like it's going to be an absolute nightmare for us, if I'm honest. <laughs> it sounds like, like it's exactly the type of non-league team you don't want to play in the first round or or, or any round, really. You, you you just don't want to go to a team that's going to be in your face and all that kind of thing. We played um, Derby last season. We were a couple of divisions below them and we got a draw, just a similar kind of thing. Just Everyone just left everything out there um, and got in their face the whole time. Um, and it feels like we are kind of on the opposite end of it now where... You're going to absolutely be in our faces for the for the whole ninety minutes, and if we haven't got you scouted properly, then I think we're going to be in a bit of trouble because it it just seems like you're going to be well up for it. Oh yeah, the squad, uh, the squad, the amount of passion they have in that squad is in, is incredible. Uh, after the game, after the loss on Saturday, straight the players were not happy one bit, and you could tell. And they were they were very eager to get back into training on the Tuesday night and really make sure that any mistakes they'd made personally or whether as a team were sorted, they re- rehearsed all the stuff that didn't go to plan. And there's definitely a steely resolve to the squad, which they haven't had in previous years. So, yeah, they're, de- they're definitely going to be up for it. And, you know, for, they, they haven't got any pressure on them. They're in the Van National League South. All the pressure's on Northampton. As for a big team, you know, you, you, uh, they arguably, some might say, they, they might need a win in the Cup to start kickstarting their league campaign. and most of the pressure is going to be on Northampton. So, obviously, can go there, play the game. If they lose, they lose. If they win, they win. But either way, I know at the end of the day, Oxford City will be proud of what they've done. 
Yeah, I, I think the the one thing that is in my mind as a maybe as a bit of a positive um, towards us is knowing Keith Curl, he won't make many changes for this game. He treats every single game with the same amount of respect and the same amount of, um, you know, he puts the same value on every single game, doesn't he, Danny? Even the EFL Champions League trophy um, <laughs> nonsense. He still puts out fairly strong teams, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I don't think we've got a massive squad to choose from. It's more like um, he'll put people in different positions to test them out if he's if he's going to change anything, and he'll he'll put people in different holes to 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 look at them. But I don't I don't see him doing that. This I think I think he's going to know the importance to it. He's going to know that it's going to be on national TV, and and if he loses, it's it's going to look awful for him. So uh, he's he's probably the type of manager we want in charge for this kind of game because he will be no nonsense and he will drag people off and get into them if they're if they're not up to scratch so um yes yeah, it's, it's going to be a tight one i think i don't think there's going to be either way it's going to be a big score no he certainly won't want to have a stour bridge he on won't. his record although having said that apparently you can go from losing to stour bridge in the fa cup to managing a national side yeah. uh, in the space of three years <laughs> who knew that that would work um so there yeah um Right, predictions time then, gents. Um, we'll, we'll start with you, Danny. What are you feeling? You know, are, you, are you thinking, I know we've just sort of said that we don't think he'll make many changes, but I'm personally thinking he'll probably give Arnold a spelling goal mm-hmm. for the game. That's a likely change. And then I'm hoping that he gives a bit more game time to uh, Chuck Ramika mm-hmm. and Benny Ashley Seal up front as well. Yeah, I can see that happening. I can see um, Rakic possibly coming in, unfortunately, <laughs> um, which could be chaotic. There you go, Josh. Um, you've won. Sorry, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rick, I don't think he'll risk too much, Ricky, for this one. I, I don't think it's worth worth it unless we need something in the last 10 minutes, maybe. But um, Nicky... Is that Nicky not like, going to be like the X-Factor sob story, though? <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Here's that's Ricky the, Holmes. That's got the, played for two years. <laughs> that's the actual fairy tale <laughs> in all this. <laughs> None of this non-league team beating the league teams nonsense. <laughs> we want, we want Ricky Holmes to score his winner. Um, so maybe, yeah. Um, but there's no extra. There's no um, replays, is there? So it's going to all um, it's going to all be decided on the night. So that's. Uh, I've got a feeling it might go the distance as well. Oh, yeah. So uh, Canvey Island it up. <laughs> no. Oh, why did you mention these things? I oh, know that wasn't Canvey um, Island. That was um, Basingstoke, wasn't it? it went to Basingstoke is the uh, um, yeah terrible nil nil and yeah great. Um, yeah, I think it's going to penalties. I think it's going to go. I think I'm going to say one all after extra time, mm-hmm. and then we might just scrape it on penalties. Okay. Okay. I think Ricky Holmes um, scored the last penalty. There you go. Oh, and then just do a lap of the pitch with his shirt around his head, a la Carl Heggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go optimistic two nil win for the Cobblers. Um, I, like I said before, I just don't see that many changes being made for the game, and we should we should be strong enough. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm setting myself up for Josh to come back and you know just send me a voice note next week, laughing his head off, but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I do think we, we should be strong enough. We should be too 
strong for Oxford City. You're so saying, you're saying too much. <laughs> you're saying too I much. I probably am. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll say 2-0 and I'll just go with a, a Chuck Wameka brace for for the goals as well. I think that'd be quite nice to see. Um, final word, Joshua. Uh, it's it's all on you. What's your prediction? Um, originally, I was going to go 1-1 like Danny, but I'm going to change it uh, to 2-2 because I, I really rate Ryan Watson. I think he's a class player oh. and I think he, he will... Uh, I don't I don't think he's injured, so I think he will be playing. No. But, mm-hmm. Is that um, the MK fan in you coming out? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I really rate I really rate him as a player and I think he's gonna really drive your team forward. But on the other hand, I think Oxford have a lot of pace up front and the vast, you know, they've got such good quality that I think it's gonna be two two and then on penalties is anyone's game. So I'm gonna say Northampton will go through on penalties because they have that little bit more experience and um knowledge uh, not knowledge, um, but you know what I mean that. Uh, that mm. knowing how of to keep uh, coping the pressure. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, you've been very, very balanced there, Josh. I, I, I wouldn't have been at all. Um, <laughs> I'd have probably gone for you know maybe gone for the two all draw, but then gone like for a four-two penalty win, you know, or something. You've got you've got to learn just to be more positive. I mean, it'll always come back and bite you on the bum afterwards, but you know, be positive beforehand and then afterwards just cry. That's the life <laughs> of a lowly football fan for you there. Um, thanks very much for joining us, Josh. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. All the best for Monday night, although obviously we will say we hope you don't win. Um, but yeah, thanks very much for joining us and um, yeah, good luck. Have a really good game. Um, enjoy it. I, I presume, seeing as you work for the club, you'll actually be able to go. Yes, yes, I will. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, as long as Boris doesn't say anything more, I will be allowed to go. So hopefully it'll be a good night. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, we'll give the boys, both sides, a cheer from us for us and uh, that'd be that'd be great thanks very much Danny thank you for joining me as usual um, off for a nice long break of a weekend now I'll go for a nap if anything go for a nap yeah. <laughs> I might stick uh, stick the highlights from last night on again and just slowly drift off Thanks very much for joining us. We'll be back on Tuesday with our normal uh, weekly podcast where hopefully Neil and Chesie will be back with us. Um, And don't forget, if you do enjoy the pod, then give us a little review on iTunes. um, Sign up to our Patreon for extra content. Loads more stuff on there. And also, don't forget, we're doing every single Wednesday in November while this ridiculous pandemic is on and lockdown's back in force. We're opening up our Zoom. If you want to come and have a chat um, just to, you know, break the boredom or isolation or loneliness, however you're feeling, it doesn't matter. Come and join us on Zoom. We're just there for a chat. It doesn't have to be about football. It's just a check-in and it might just be something nice to do. It was a great one on Wednesday night. And uh, yeah, come and join us every single Wednesday from about a quarter to nine. Uh, be done there for a couple of hours just just chatting whatever you want to do so brilliant thanks very much come on cobblers let's not go and do a stalbridge please support the podcast on patreon by joining the it's all cobblers to me fan club 
Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.